Hello, you guys, and welcome back to The Lively Pod with your host, Lauren Lane, a podcast dedicated to all things health and wellness to help you live your most liveliest life. We talk nutrition, fitness, mental and emotional health, stress management, and so much more. Today, we're talking all about holistic health and ways that you can integrate it into your life today. But first, we'll start off with the lively moments and the thorn and the berries, our little pre-show routines, if you will. So this week for my lively life moments, I just want to show you all how I show up for myself, nurture myself to live a fulfilling life. And so hopefully giving you ideas for how I'm showing up personally to live my best life and maybe ways that you can integrate these into yours. So to this week, I showed up for myself by pushing out of my comfort zone. I went to a networking and entrepreneur event here in Charlottesville, and it was super inspiring. And while most companies were kind of tech-related or finance-related, it was still really nice to connect with people who were also building businesses and just allowing myself to kind of build a sense of community here in Charlottesville outside of the medical school because that is most definitely Will's space. And while I love being a part of it with him and enjoying all of his friends, it's so nice to be able to connect with people who are doing similar things career-wise and passion-wise as myself. And so I definitely pushed out of my comfort zone. I'm not great at meeting new people, or I should say I'm not great at getting to the location to meet new people. Once I'm there, I feel confident and I love small talk and I love hearing about people's lives, but the getting there is kind of my hurdle that I have to jump over. I also deep cleaned our apartment this week, which was so needed because when my physical space is cluttered, it's usually because my mental space is also cluttered. So with the launch of the business, with Will going back to school, our apartment had just gotten kind of wild and unruly so it really needed to be cleaned up and reorganized so I did that and I'm feeling a lot better with a clean space so that I can really show up for my best self in my apartment. For the thorn and the berries, this is the segment of the podcast to help bring life into full focus while emphasizing the importance of gratitude and changing your mindset to think more positively. I'll go into one thorn of the week where we bring life down to a realistic level because it's not always a highlight reel, but then I'll also give three berries, which allows for a greater appreciation for those gratitude moments in the week. So the thorn that I had from this past week is that I had been staying up really late because I'd been finding myself to be really productive in the evenings, but it is absolutely ruining my mornings, which I know that's when I work my best and like most optimally. And so I definitely am one of those people who hugely benefits from a consistent sleep routine, and I've not been making that a priority. So it's time to start prioritizing that again. So that just kind of goes to show you that like, even though I can tell you all of the best practices for holistic health, the best practices for mindfulness and nutrition and fitness, it doesn't mean that I'm doing them all myself. And there's always areas that I can improve on too. And so one is going to really be stepping into my evening routines slash my morning routines because what I do the night before directly impacts what I do the next day and how I start my day. 
always impacts the, how the rest of the day follows suit. And so really by getting to bed at a normal, consistent time, it will really help me establish better days in general moving forward. The three berries that I had from this past week are that I made a homemade ramen recipe, which was delicious. Will and I loved it. So this is kind of like a thorn and a berry because our favorite ramen place in Charlottesville closed. So that really, really sucked. But I was determined to find a way to make it at home that would be healthier, A, but also we wouldn't have to order out, do delivery, which costs a lot of money. And so I made a homemade ramen and it tasted so good. Will and I really, really liked it. It still needs some tweaking, but honestly, A++. And then I got a new haircut, which was fun. I did a whole bride chop where it was just post-wedding. I had grown my hair out for the wedding, and it just felt like I needed a fresh start, a nice little chop to get it nice and healthy again. So we went real short with the Olivia haircut from London and Olivia. I don't know if any of you guys follow them on TikTok, but they are the cutest couple and she had or Olivia's haircut is absolutely stunning and so I went for hers I think I'm going to get even more layers next time so stay tuned but that was definitely a berry and then the podcast hit 8,000 downloads you guys I am so grateful for this community and for everyone who's out there listening I really truly hope that this is a healthy mindset place that you can come to each week and maybe learn something have a takeaway way or if not just show yourself some self-care by stepping out of your own mind and taking a moment to listen to a health-centered podcast so thank you guys so much for listening and I can't wait to continue to grow the podcast so if you want to share your thorn and berries on Instagram tag me at let us be lively I would love to hear yours let's go ahead and dive into the episode So today we're talking all about holistic health. Holistic health is an approach to life that considers the whole person, mind and body, and how these aspects of ourselves are very, they're just so interconnected. It's about finding balance and harmony in all areas of life to achieve the optimal health and well-being for you and you alone. So holistic health is really about kind of treating that root cause of any issue, not just the symptoms. And so it goes really well with Western medicine. So I'm not... I'm not preaching whole anti-medicine, anti-doctors. That's not what holistic health is. I think holistic health is the perfect balance to Western medicine and that things like diabetes and chronic health conditions and just so many bigger diseases that are going on can be helped, maybe not solved, but they can be greatly helped by living a holistic lifestyle. And so that's what I want to empower you with today is going into some practical ways to kind of introduce and intertwine holistic health into your life. And so when we talk about holistic health, you may often think of alternative therapies like acupuncture, meditation, herbal medicine. And while these practices can be super beneficial, it's so much more than that when it comes down to it. So it's more of a comprehensive approach to our health and well-being. 
Holistic Health acknowledges that we are so much more than just our physical bodies and that our emotional and mental health is just as important as our physical health. And it's truly about understanding that everything in our lives is interconnected and that each area of your life affects the other. And that is why health and wellness is so important because while that may not be one of your passions, it may not be something that you're super interested in, but if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. (laughs) But even if you're not super interested or you know someone who's not and could benefit from holistic health still, it's the fact that nutrition and fitness can impact your energy levels and your emotional, your mental state and what you do physically can impact you mentally. And so it's how we can optimize those levels to help you live your best life, whether that is pursuing a career in finance, whether that is becoming a doctor, whether that is starting and growing a family. And so that's truly what it's all about. We're going to start off with talking about nutrition. You guys know I love nutrition. I have a BS in nutrition. I am a certified health coach. And so it is something that I've been studying for almost a decade now. So eating a diet filled with whole unprocessed foods can help nourish your body and improve your overall health. It's about making choices that are good for your body, not just in the short term. So like, what are you craving? What do you enjoy? That is kind of more of the short term, but we also want to look at the long term. So what's going to give you the most energy? What is going to help clear up the acne on your skin to improve your confidence? Um, And so it largely incorporates eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. And by fresh, I don't mean that you have to literally go pick it from a farmer's market or anything. You can get frozen fruits and vegetables, which are often better for you than the produce that you can grab off the grocery store shelves because they're flash frozen when they're picked. And so they hold a lot more of the nutrients rather than letting nutrients escape during transportation, sitting on grocery shelves, sitting in your fridge, and then you eat them. And so that can be a really great way to boost your whole food nutrition while also balancing that you might not have time to go to the grocery store every single week is to buy frozen. But then it also looks like incorporating whole grains and adequate amounts of protein. Protein is huge, you guys. Protein isn't stored in the body for use at other times, unlike carbs and fats. And so it's important to get adequate amount of protein every single day. It's also super important to stay hydrated and drink plenty of water. So when it comes to good nutrition practices, it's really important to pay attention to the quality of food that you're eating. So this means choosing foods that are as close to their natural state as possible and avoiding highly processed foods when you can that are often filled with additives and preservatives. So again, those fruits, vegetables, whole grains, proteins are packed with nutrients that can help improve your health and well-being. It's also really important to pay attention to portion sizes and avoid overeating, which can lead to obesity and other chronic diseases, but also worrying about undereating, which can truly wreak havoc on your metabolism. I know a lot of you are college-age listeners or just out of college or even older people who are have been influenced in the past by diet culture and things like that. We can often get in our minds, especially women, that eating less is the best, and that is is not the case by any means. You want to eat an adequate amount for your body. 
to help maintain a healthy weight and improve your overall health. You want to eat enough to give yourself energy. And so it's really important that you step into learning how much food your body needs to run optimally. Typically, this is about 50 to 75% of your body weight in grams of protein every single day. So again, that protein is key here. So take your body weight personally. I'm about 150. So I typically want to eat 120, 130 grams of protein every single day. And then anywhere from 1,500 to 2,500 calories, depending on your height and body size. I'm not telling you that you have to track your food to work towards better nutrition. If you don't think that's good for you, like for you mentally, do not do that. That can be a very obsessive trait for a lot of people is tracking and getting too wound up in the numbers. And so, but I do think that tracking your food for just a few days can really show you where you may be lacking in an area area or where you may be over consuming in an area. And so you may realize that you haven't been eating enough protein, but you've been way overeating on fat. Fat is super easy to overeat in. Not because fat is bad. Fat is not bad for you. You need fat for brain health, for so many things in your body. But fat is a super calorically dense macro, meaning that one gram of fat compared to one gram of carbs or proteins has almost double the amount of calories. And so when people overeat, they tend to overeat on high fat foods solely because it's easy to eat a larger volume of high fat foods and cause you to go over your calories. And so It's important to track a few days at least to see where you may be hitting in these numbers. And so from there, you can then make adjustments to better balance your plate nutritionally and get more energy, get uh, clearer skin by maybe decreasing the amount of dairy you're eating because that can be a really inflammatory for skin issues such as rosacea, eczema, acne. And so there's just so much that can be looked at from kind of looking at your past eating habits and then moving forward from there, making sure you're eating enough, but not too much, kind of finding your Goldilocks number, and then making sure you're getting enough to in enough protein and choosing whole foods whenever they're available to really optimize your vitamins, minerals, and just choose less additive filled options. Going along with all this, it's super important to eat mindfully, which means eating slowly and savoring your foods rather than rushing through your meals. And it also allows you to really tune into what your body wants and how you can eat more intuitively. So really focusing on your hunger cues, eating when you're hungry rather than just at meal times, and then making sure that you're stopping when you're full. I today actually I went out to lunch just by myself and I didn't read a book I didn't listen to a podcast I didn't watch a show I wasn't scrolling on my phone I kind of just spaced out and really focused on what I was eating how I could eat mindfully and I'm not telling you that you have to do that all the time because eating can be a great time for companionship 
or just a really nice little break, but it really does allow you to tune better into your hunger cues and really stop when you're full. So try to do that for one meal this week. See where you typically stop eating and you probably would have kept going had you been watching a TV show because you would have just been mindfully consuming. And so it can be a really good test for yourself to try to eliminate distractions, see where your body naturally wants to stop and then be mindful of that the next time that you're watching TV and eating, which is totally fine. But you can also be mindful of being like, hey, actually, this is how much I roughly ate last time. I might be full right now. Let me stop. And then in five to 10 minutes, if I'm still hungry, say the show's halfway over, then I can continue eating. But that allows you to just not mindfully eat what portion size you're giving because a lot of portions nowadays when you go out to eat are just massive. (laughs) So eating mindfully and in good portion sizing is super important. So incorporating good nutrition practices into your daily routine can really help you achieve that more balanced, holistic approach to your health. And by nourishing your body with whole, unprocessed foods, you can improve your overall well-being to be your best both physically and mentally. Another crucial component to holistic health is exercise. Not only does it improve physical health by building strength and endurance, but it can also positively impact your mental health. Exercise releases endorphins, which are these feel-good chemicals that can boost mood, reduce stress and anxiety, and it can also help improve your sleep quality and energy levels throughout the day. So just like I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, um, sleep quality is something I'm definitely working on and exercising in the day can really help me end up feeling like I'm ready to wind down come the end of the day. And so incorporating exercise into your daily routine doesn't have to be this super daunting task. It can be as simple as taking a brisk walk around your neighborhood, doing a few yoga poses in the morning. The key here is to really find the activity that you enjoy and make it a regular part of your routine. This can help you stay motivated and make exercise feel less like a chore. And regular exercise, so once you establish the routines that are working for you, the regular exercise can have immense long-term benefits for your health. So it can reduce chronic conditions such as heart disease and diabetes, certain types of cancer. It can also help maintain a really healthy weight to help reduce the risk of obesity-related problems down the line. Along with all of the physical and chronic diseases, it can also help reduce symptoms in depression and anxiety and improve overall cognitive function and increase self-esteem. So there's lots of research out there right now showing that Alzheimer's and a lot of brain disorders that can develop over the years are, can be very much impacted by exercise and living a healthy lifestyle. And so starting that now, starting when you're young, starting whenever, whatever age you are right now, start now so that you get the benefits down the line because you don't want to look back on it and be like, what if I had lived a healthier lifestyle? Would I still be experiencing this today? The other thing that exercise can do for your mental health is really provide a sense of accomplishment and boost in confidence, which can really aid because if you get your workout done, you've checked something off your to-do list, you're feeling good, those endorphins are rushing, and that is a great 
boost of energy, a great boost of confidence and well-being to your daily life. And so adding that in as well, honestly, exercise is just such an essential aspect to your health. And so by incorporating physical activity into your daily routine, we can boost both your mental mental and physical health to achieve a more balanced approach to your overall life. Self-care is another super important part of holistic health. Self-care doesn't have to look like taking a bath. It doesn't have to look like painting your nails. It can truly look like forcing yourself to go to the gym when you don't want to because you are taking care of yourself. A nourishing plate, a nourishing meal can also be a form of self-care. Self-care can often get romanticized, which I love. I love romanticizing the daily moments, but... It can often lead to this, if you're not having a full spa day, if you're not having a hot bath with candles around you, it's not self-care. And what self-care truly means, in my opinion, is taking care of yourself, literally (laughs) what it says. And so whether that's reading a book, taking a bath, going for a walk, calling a friend, or even like a therapist, mental health provider. It's all about taking care of your mental health and reducing stress. It's not selfish. It's absolutely necessary. And so as a holistic health coach, I always encourage my clients to consider developing self-care practices in all aspects. So whether that's at work, you can have self-care practices at work by setting boundaries. You can have self-care practices in relationships by making time for weekly coffee dates and weekly dinner dates. There's so many different aspects to self-care, one being the physical aspect. So taking care of our bodies through nutrition, exercise, and rest, eating a balanced diet that includes those whole unprocessed foods. How many times can I say that today? (laughs) And regular exercise to boost your mood, reduce your stress, and get adequate amounts of rest to allow yourself to truly recover and recharge to fight that burnout. There's also the emotional side of self-care, which includes taking care of our emotional well-being, like managing stress, practicing mindfulness, nurturing your relationships. So different stress management techniques like deep breathing, meditation, and yoga can significantly make impacts in this self-care regime. And so taking time to come back to the present moment, check in with your body. Are you holding tension in your shoulders? Are you holding tension between the eyes or maybe in your jaw? Maybe you're clenching your teeth. Where are you holding tension in your body right now? Can you let some of that go? And then allowing yourself to really nurture relationships, even if it's not benefiting you from a career standpoint, even if it's not benefiting you from a monetary or financial or I don't know really where I'm going with that. But if it's not benefiting you in other areas, know that it's benefiting you from a self-care area because it's allowing you to have a support system and provide a sense of community and belonging. 
Then you also have this mental side of self-care, which includes taking care of our mental health by seeking help when needed, practicing self-compassion, and setting very healthy boundaries. So this is where seeking help from a therapist or support group can be super valuable, providing tools and resources for managing mental health issues, and also just practicing self-compassion to really help cultivate a positive mindset and reduce self-criticism. So whether that is mirror work, if you say affirmations to yourself in the mirror daily, if you try to catch yourself when you're talking negatively about yourself or someone else, taking note of that and trying to reframe into a better mindset can really help cultivate that protection for our mental kind of self-care routines. Another area of self-care would be the spiritual side of self-care, and it's often overlooked, and I'm not necessarily talking about religious or spiritual practice, although that is absolutely incorporated in this. So if you are religious or have a spiritual practice, this is where that would kind of be and lie. But it can also look like taking care of your spiritual well-being in by engaging in activities that bring you a sense of purpose and connection. So this is the area that you are practicing gratitude. You're spending time in nature. You are just truly engaging in your passions and hobbies to align with yourself on this whole other level of like, what is your purpose? What is your passion? What do you want to do in life? And really giving yourself time to cultivate that, even if it's not in your daily job, your daily school life, wherever you kind of are in your life right now, even if it doesn't have to do with your purpose, you can still align with that purpose in this act of spiritual self-care. And so with all of those different self-care areas, you have your physical, you have your mental, emotional, spiritual, I encourage you to kind of look at these in your individual lifestyle and your individual needs to really come at it from an approach of not necessarily what I'm telling you today. So not taking a walk. If taking a walk isn't self-care for you, that's okay. You may lean more into maybe you're an extra extrovert and self-care to you looks like going and having an engaging conversation with somebody that you haven't talked to before or that you haven't talked to in a long time. That can be self-care even if it incorporates other people. So take a look in what your life needs and then build your self-care practices around what really fills your cup, what really gives you the energy to keep going in other aspects of your life. For our extroverts, but also for our introverts, it's also super important to build strong, healthy relationships. This can be looking like making time to connect with friends or family. It can be creating a happy support system and having people in your life that you can rely on because Having a support system can really just help you manage stress and navigate life's challenges. It allows you to have a sense of purpose and meaning greater than yourself by having people rely on you as you rely on them. And it can really provide you the opportunities you need for personal growth and development as long as as well as opportunities for fun and enjoyment. So 
This can be by prioritizing relationships. You can build this more fulfilling and satisfying life by working to work through conflicts in a respectful manner, working on your word choice in that matter, being willing to compromise with other people, showing appreciation and gratitude for other, whether that's writing little notes or giving little gifts to people in your life, even like the maintenance men or security guards or policemen, fire department, all those people in your area that may not know that you have support and appreciation for them, kind of showing up and giving them that, making yourself time for those quality interactions, practicing active listening and empathy, and just truly communicating openly and honestly with others on how you're feeling, how you're doing, and hoping that they share that back and reciprocate with you. Lastly, another part of holistic health is taking care of the environment around us. So our environments can have a huge impact on our health and well-being. Kind of like I said earlier in this episode about my physical space being super cluttered, it really showed that my mental space was cluttered. I had a lot on my mind. I was super busy and I just didn't have time to pick up my physical space. So that environment, my mental environment and my physical environment were both out of line. They were out of whack. They were ridiculously messy for my standards. And it was definitely impacting my kind of anxiety levels. And so your physical environment can be the space around you. It can be the air that you breathe, the water that you drink, the products that you use. And so we want to make sure that we're making mindful choices that are good for both our health, but also for the environment, the world that we live in. And so a few ways that you can do this to make positive changes in this area are to try to reduce exposures to toxins. So looking for different cleaning products, personal care products, home furnishings that are labeled as eco-friendly or non-toxics are great ways to start. There's so much research out there right now into better products that you can be cleaning your home with, better products you can be putting on your skin. The FDA is really, really bad, in my opinion, about regulating a lot of the products that go into our beauty products, into our home cleaning products, and so they are not always the best for our health. So making sure that you're taking a look at those and try to find the options that are better for us, that are have fewer chemicals involved is often better, but just kind of taking note, taking a chance to look at those, do your research into it and find what's best for you. You can also work to improve your indoor air quality, so air pollution. I don't know if y'all were in an area that was affected by the fires from Canada, but I feel like we all got a real sense of how air quality can affect us, but air pollution can have a super big impact on our health, especially for those with respiratory conditions. So try your best to improve your indoor air quality by opening windows for fresh air, using air purifiers or plants. One of Will's friends told me that if you buy eight snake plants and keep them in your house, that that's enough oxygen to be produced and you wouldn't need outside oxygen, I think is what he was saying. But now that I say that, I'd like to do more research into that because that sounds kind of crazy. But anyway, indoor plants is a great way to improve your air quality. And then avoiding the use of chemicals and fragrances that can release harmful pollutants. So being really mindful about the candles, the fragrances that you're bringing into your home. 
Another way to really improve your environment is to drink clean water. Clean water is so essential for good health. So invest in high-quality water filters if you live in an area with really high contaminants in your drinking water. And then lastly, spend some time in nature. Summer's a great time for that. We're heading into fall, and here fall in Virginia is gorgeous. And so I'll definitely be using that to my benefit and going outside a lot. So it can help reduce your stress, anxiety, improve your mood, and also really boost your immune system. So especially as we roll into fall that rolls into winter, focusing on boosting your immune system in any way you can. Go for a walk in the park, go for a hike, or simply if that's not your cup of tea go sit outside enjoy the fresh air read under a tree in the shade and enjoy yourself so you guys those are just a few ways that we can incorporate holistic health or a more holistic approach to our health so remember that it's all about finding balance and harmony in all areas of life and by taking care of ourselves in this truly comprehensive approach to reach your optimal health and well-being i hope i emphasized in this episode that there are so many different ways to improve your overall well-being, improve the quality of your life, but they're going to be different for every single person. And so my self-care will not look like your self-care. My stress reduction techniques may not look like your stress reduction techniques. My nutrition is completely individualized to what I need. I am a 24-year-old woman who is at like peak reproductive age, so I have lots of hormones circulating in my body, and I'm very active and have all of these other things going on. And so I probably need different nutritional needs than, say, a freshman in high school boy who is going through his own things. And so really stepping into learning what your body needs. And this can be a great way to work with a health coach. And so... If you feel like you need this more personalized approach to really improve your nutrition, fitness, and overall well-being in a way that relates to your unique situation, your unique circumstance, reach out to me and I can help you achieve a balanced and holistic approach to your health and really empower you to lead your life with confidence and just really allow yourself to step into health in a whole new level rather than just doing the newest trends, the status quo, really taking an individualized approach to your health. If you want a free consultation, you can book that on my website at lettucebelively.com and let's work together to help you achieve your health goals. All podcasts listeners get $50 off with code podcast to my four-week coaching program that is completely individualized and one-on-one. So I highly recommend checking that out. But thank you all for listening to the Lively Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed and tune in for another episode next week for another Wellness Wednesday. Have a great day.